the American cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Dowd. Podcasting live from the first week of February, February, you know what month I'm talking about. This is the worst little podcast and I am your host, the Reverend Rory Dowd. I'm excited to be here with a full team. We got Kim, we got Chewy, we got Nick, we got Rick and Ian, and we've also got our good friends, Josie Rock and Steve Emmerich. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Hi there. Hello. Good evening. Nice. It is a great day to see you all. I get to see you all. You get to listen to all of us, but it's a great day to see you all out here, the internet and your headphones. How are you doing today? Doing great. No, I was talking to the audience, not you. I'm I'm, I'm speaking for the audience. Everybody out there is doing great. If you got time to listen to this show, then you're probably doing pretty good. Oh, that's not a, not a bad way to look at it. Thank you for always being the voice of light and reason, Chewie. You're welcome. I, for one, am really happy to be here because I, this is my first show of season 11. God damn. Kim, we missed you so bad. Where have you been? Working. COVID patients, like up to my elbows. Ugh. I've been vaccinated now, so I'm good. Yay. How was your the second you shot? You win. You're the, the first of the podcast. <laughs> it was rough. Not going to lie. I would do it again in a minute, but like, because it's important. But that second dose was fucking brutal. Like you a week ha- and a half. You recommend those, um, those like waiting list things? The what? The waiting list, like websites where you can like oh. be on a waiting list. Have you heard of those? Where oh, like um, a- yeah, but they're only for like elderly people and stuff okay. right now. Okay. Yeah, like nobody, um, it's only healthcare workers and people above the age of 70 right now. Okay. Uh, Christina got one as an educator to, to start oh, yeah, doing those people. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teachers, yeah, that's right, yeah. teachers. Yeah, so yeah, she's got the first half and she's due for the other one in a couple of days. Thank yeah. God. Yep. Yeah, I'm getting my sub license soon, and there's rumor that subs will also get it, so I might get it cl- soon too. Who knows? Yep. Good. We are getting closer and closer to having a live show. Yep. Yeah. What is that? It's been so nice. Like, I've been, like, leaving the house. Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> that's so awesome. I, I went to dinner and to a bar and, like, a bunch of friends were there and it was almost like the before times and it was great. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. And the it's long, great, long yeah. ago. I've been sitting in coffee shops just like breathing other people's air and then I said, oh, I want some water and they said, well, the water is just over there coming out of a pitcher with a bunch of cups sitting next to it and I thought, <laughs> I'll totally fucking drink that. Like, but a month ago before I had COVID, no fucking way I'm touching that. Are you people insane? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so nice that you guys have that blanket lifted off you a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's the best. You guys deserve it. How's everyone else surviving uh, COVID? Yeah, uh, captor's log, day 648. <laughs> no. <laughs> Captured by COVID. I don't, I don't have it. I found out someone in my family got it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, my, my outside family, you know what I mean? And, and I could have predicted it. I'm not going to say who. They don't listen, but 
I'm not going to leave this in the archives for them to dig up. So, (laughs) (laughs) Steve, you keep getting cut off. What are you trying to say, my brother? I tested positive, and I was um, borderline asymptomatic to the point where I was like, it wasn't a red flag that I had COVID because it could have been other things very easily. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, my I mom tested positive, and she has got dementia and lives in a home with oh, a bunch no. of other dementia people. She, but it was, I mean, it was like three, four months ago now, and she didn't even know she had it. And even now, she like still, when I talk to her, she's like, uh, they said I had it, but I don't know. But she's super worried that, that everybody else has it. So, but okay. she's got dementia, but she's doing, she's doing fine. She got lucky. Well, and I mean, yeah. you can get a false positive too. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like my mom tested positive, but the worst that she had was like a migraine for three days, and then that stopped. And then no, my dad and I both tested negative. So like, don't know how yeah. that happened, but like, whatever, man. Yeah, my so best friend weird. had it, and his wife didn't get it, and you know they were in the same bed for um, yeah. until he knew he had it. I'm sure. <laughs> my neighbor had it, and it freaked me out, like because I could hear her cough through the walls. I live in a duplex, like an old duplex, and like. That was the closest I had been. Do I even stay home? God, there's just clouds of COVID on the other side of your drywall. Shit. Drywall is pretty porous. The lead paint on the other side's not, though. Hey, man, don't forget about the asbestos. That shit doesn't number. (laughs) COVID has made people appreciate lead paint. Hey, uh, before we get too deep into the show, let's introduce the new voices to our audience. Uh, Who are um, these people? uh, Joe, Steve, uh, you know, say say hi uh, in that order, I guess. Joe? All right. Hi, I'm Joe C. Rock. I'm a muralist, live in Reno, Nevada. Um, if you haven't seen my art, you're blind. And <laughs> um, pay attention. And uh, I mean, we're all just dealing with it this last year. You know, COVID's been crazy, but I've been continuously working like this whole time. Luckily, I do just work by myself. So that's been okay. You know, I mean, I have to come in contact with more people than I usually would. And lately, I've just been trying to get back to normal. You know, I mean, it's, I don't know, I'm not really too scared anymore. But uh, that's me. Well, but, be careful. Yeah, you, you've definitely seen his murals all over fucking Reno, um, yep. it, it, including uh, um, uh, one of uh, uh, myself a number of years back. And uh, but one of the big questions I have that I hope we can answer before the end of the episode, Joe, is um, when is the next portrait of Rory Dowd going up over Reno? <laughs> I think our <laughs> listeners want to know. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 back up. There was a portrait of you. At yes, some point. I did. I did a mural for a minute. Fence that uh, it was on a, an apartment building, and um, it was like right in the middle of Midtown, and like it was kind of like almost I got free reign on doing it, and that was when I really started painting portraits a lot. And I was like, I'm gonna like reach out on Facebook and Instagram and see who like is like, paint me. And like, everybody that said like, here, take your picture of me. I tried to fit on the fence and there was like 20 faces of just like a bunch of local people. <laughs> like <laughs> old babies and old folks. I just painted like all these fucking faces on it. And That's like, Marmots, like little Marmots. There was the Marmot brothers who did it, but it was, and then um, and they sold it. And then something yeah. that came in was like, we don't want these faces on the side of the shit. Buffed it out. <laughs> How many feet across was Rory's fucking head? 
like four. Oh, it was, it was big. Still not big right. enough. Still not big enough. It was right. a <laughs> And when I I remember you were uh, you were you were putting it up one day and I was walking past with my daughter, I think, to a a music lesson over at Maytan. And uh, we stopped. We talked. I showed her, hey, this is my buddy. He does murals. Look at this. And then the next time I came by a couple of days later, bang, there's my face. (laughs) Oh, was that on that block of Sinclair, right? Like where Sinclair and Holcomb kind of split off across from. Yeah. uh, From a children's cabinet. Yep, right yeah, there, yeah, yeah. We lived on that block for eight years. Me and my wife did. So, so I mean, yeah. Okay, please tell me somebody has like a photo of this. I, have <laughs> I do. I have photos on my computer. It might. I, I have. I probably have easy access to it. But it's probably okay. on Facebook somewhere. I'm sure I would have uh, posted that. I'm really vain. Yeah. <laughs> 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 At least you're self-aware, Rick. Or <laughs> Rory. Uh, right. Ha. Ha. Huh. Uh, do not call him Rick. <laughs> Wait, we haven't lived together in almost like 15, 20 years. Do not confuse us anymore. I just have you in my Zoom. You guys are literally right next to each other. So it's just like I looked down and like, I, I don't know, man. We both know. have our names. It's not that terrible. No, no. So our other guest is Steve Emmerich of uh, Fresh Bacon. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank Welcome. you. It's nice to be here. Fresh Bacon, uh, how long have you been? That's a production company. How long have you been doing that? Tell uh, tell the I mean, audience a little bit about you here at the top of the show. My first show was March. The first event I ever produced as like a, as Steve, you know, Steve Emmerich or you know whatever is was March second two thousand and two. Um, yeah, I've been doing this 18 years. Yeah. You're in Reno? Um, so my first show was in Lake Tahoe, actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, my first show in Reno was actually at, um, Tonic, honestly. In in 2005 or 2006 was my first show in Reno. Tonic's been open that long as Tonic? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of crazy. That was when Ivan owned it, and I brought Craddy to town, actually. That, well, I have that, been to, to many, many fresh bacon shows, and some of them I actually remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> I then, have tickets to a fresh bacon show that has yet to happen. Ooh, We're working one? on it. Is it Lords of Acid? Yes, it is. I know. <laughs> I'm working with our agent, and we're, we're, we're trying to route the tour again. Oh, excellent. Because that was like, what, a week after or a week and a half after the uh, the the statewide shutdown or something? Yeah, I think Lord it was asked, close. Yeah. It was about a, I think it was about a month, maybe. After. A month. OK, yeah. I, emotionally, it felt like a week. But <laughs> this year has lasted a decade. So fuck it. You have no idea. Like I had the I sit on acid vinyl in high school. Like I could, I was so stoked to bring Lords of Acid to Reno. I was listening to Lords of Acid and I lived in this like attic and I fell down the stairs and ripped my arm open when I was like <laughs> 13 out of the wall and I caught my arm on the wall and old Lords of Acid is playing. My mom has to come home and Lords of Acid is playing upstairs. The tape covers these devil chicks that like coop drawings. And then like my mom's like, what's going on? Next thing you know, you're in West Hills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All yeah. tickets will be honored. 
Um, but yes, we are. Uh, no, super. I'm excited. Where's that going to be that. at? TBD. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and, I got to see where, and, the, where it lands. I initially got the tickets thinking, oh, this is so exciting. Lords of Acid coming up damn 4th Street in Reno. Are you kidding me? This is going to be great. And then I, I clicked by and then the next day I was like, oh, am I going to be like just like the one weird old guy at this show? <laughs> and then I realized, no, the only people who are going to be there are the weird old people. Exactly. Right. Yes. My friends. Yeah. <laughs> it was selling really well. It was selling really well, actually. Yeah. Dude, uh, really well. No, this is our generation's Billy Joel. You're fun. You're going to totally. be totally safe, Rory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is like people, um, I have a very, like, I have very deep roots in uh, that music. And so, like, I love. Like the opportunity to bring anything like that to town. Like I was working to try and bring Nitzareb to town. I was just going to say, when are you bringing Nitzareb to town? I swear to God, that's what I was thinking. I'm all, where's Nitzareb? And then you said it. That's so crazy. I totally, I totally was talking to their agent about bringing Nitzareb to town. I would lose my shit. I would fucking, I would just, that would be so amazing. God damn. Yeah. And all the people there would be our age. Uh, It'd be awesome. It's funny because that's not what I'm necessarily known for, but that is like what I like. That is my roots. <laughs> no need for a pit. Put some comfy chairs down. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Hey, here's the thing. It all take it, it, all the music takes you there, and you know one you know one something that someone told me one time is like you know, everyone deserves to be entertained, you know, and I don't think that. Um, I don't think that it, it, it doesn't matter the genre or whatever. Like I, I don't know what my promotions company is necessarily has a, a stereotype for, but I don't know for, for me, I, I just feel like everything I, I, I try and do quality stuff and, and things with emotion and, and I don't know. Uh, there's no difference to me from Nitzareb to Liquid Stranger. I think it's all quality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This isn't exactly the kind of music that we were just talking about, but I think this is a great opportunity for a musical break. Joe and Steve aren't in a band, so we are going to be featuring the music of our good friend. Hey, would. Uh, uh, our good friends who are going to be playing at this year's Reno Punk Rock Flea Market. Um, Rick, what do you have lined up for us first? Okay, the Pistoleros are not playing the Flea Market, but Andy and Chris from the Pistoleros are playing the Flea Market. Now, Chris isn't in the Pistoleros right now, and he hasn't been in the Pistoleros the last couple albums, but the first album, Chris and Andy were both in the Pistoleros. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to pull up some of that first album stuff from way back in the beginning. It's also the beginning of Dogwater. This is one of the our first albums I ever did. Uh-huh. So it's kind of fun. And is, has any of this been released before? Yes, this is all available. I think the album is called Bombs Away. I should have looked closer uh-huh. at everything. But yeah, it's it's a, and I don't know if it's available anywhere or if you literally have to tell Andy or Chris or maybe me that you need a pirated copy because it might not be out there. <laughs> um, but it, actually, it might be on Spotify. But it's from their first album and a million years ago, and it was put out by Cherry Bear Records. It was in those days. Fuck. Ah, oh, Cherry Bear Records. A great Reno label. Yes, God bless you, Jess. And uh, yeah, so let's check out uh, Los Pistoleros, Dr. K.
now now if we fall short like it's gonna be like it's gonna be bad well, it's, not, it's gonna be diy and it's gonna be punk as fuck either way yep and yeah. if it looks like shit that's still punk as fuck like that's the greatest thing about the punk aesthetic is like eh, it kind of sucks word it's right. punk like <laughs> you know what i've been like tr- like fighting with sprocket to play is uh Evan sent me the video from a version therapy. The uh, I'm so punk rock. Even my kid has a mohawk. Oh, Do you guys know that one? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're gonna open it with that. It's great. Oh fucking sweet. Okay. Awesome. So, thanks, Evan. <laughs> and Evan, um, sponsor of the podcast there. Mm-hmm. Well, and as well. yeah, Evan, yeah, major major contributor to Dogwater Studios by just being an amazing friend and. Uh, also, the voice that sings on the worst little podcast we're talking out of our ass every week. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you can we join him in being a sponsor uh, through Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash worst little podcast. Give us five bucks a month. You can hear a whole little bonus show every week without Rory. Bonus points. And it gives us just a little <laughs> bit of extra money. So, you know, when we have an actual show, buy beer or, you know, in years like this, Rick can help pay his business licenses. So, like, it helps and- no matter what. <laughs> And coming up this year, what if Nick needs diapers? We oh. might have to oh, dip yeah. into the podcast fund. Do you want it to be your fault that Nick's baby is diaperless? No. Because last can, week, you got to become a Patreon member, you guys. If you don't love Nick's child, we understand. Babies create so much diaper. $5 isn't getting you any diapers. So. $5, $5 are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up, man. Yeah. How does a 10, 10 pound baby produce 20 pounds of shit every day? Can we can the we get more? our Patreon on Wall Street bets somehow? <laughs> to the moon. And the more you donate to Nick's baby, the more quotes we will milk out of that kid before uh it's six. Um so it's like a quantity. We are shilling this kid starting today. Polly, welcome to the show. New cast member was born the other day. Like oh, a week man. ago. Yeah. The audience doesn't know. They thought you might not be here. And yet you are here. Yes. And we got to see the baby. Right. right. That was the big cliffhanger last week. Uh, was Whether Nick going to be Nick here? Was gonna be here. here. With the baby. Um, Woo! Do you want to tell them how it went? It was, it was, it was a wild ride, you know, but it was, it was really pretty smooth. I got to say like the moment, one moment I would share with you guys that was so intense is when, when the doctor first showed showed us the baby, you know what I mean? Because, like, she had a cesarean, so it was really quick. It wasn't, there was no push. Mm. It was just all, are you ready? Here's your child. And oh, like, my God. And <laughs> that moment, too, and, like, the glow around her and everything. And, uh, you know, I might be delirious from not getting enough sleep the night before, but it was pretty awesome, man, you know. Um, and my key, Mikey's trooper and she's handling, uh, she's recovering from the surgery. You know, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And the baby's perfect. Like, um, anyway, I've been sharing all kinds of pictures. So I'm sure if you're friends with me on Facebook, you've seen the baby and you would agree. The baby is beautiful. Definitely <laughs> like the cutest, like newborn child I think I've ever seen. Cause most of the time, like, Newborn babies aren't the cutest. Let's just be they look like she's straight up. Like, they're just like little raisins. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. she's like adorable. <laughs> so, like, y'all done good, Nick. Congratulations, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no offense, Nick. Uh, um, 
That's Mikey's daughter. She looks oh, yeah. great. Yeah. First time I saw the face, I'm like, oh, ah, yeah. this baby's leaning Mikey. Uh, she's Glad very she beautiful. Polly yep. is so beautiful. So much love from all, all of us here in the Down House. Um, well, we thank you guys. guys. Thank you very much. Oh, Congratulations. And uh, what time should I bring dinner over tomorrow? Oh, um, on on your time when you're ready. All right. I'll text you. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks to everybody who's doing the meal train. That was a really cool idea. Erica, thanks for suggesting that. And thanks for everybody who's, who's contributed to me, the name right now, but thank you guys. And it's been delicious and you're all good cooks too. All right. So, uh, so Steve, yo. what's it been like since, since COVID has shut down your industry, basically. It's been really weird. There was always so much time of like, we didn't know really what was going to happen. So it was kind of like, wait and wait and wait and wait. And I feel like as we learn more about the virus and learn more about how it spread and events and things that we could do safely, in certain areas, it's kind of open and they've adapted really well. Um, and other areas, it hasn't. It's been kind of just such a very, very odd situation, right? I mean, like, for example, in Reno, we haven't had any drive-in shows, really, right? Right. Which we have seen in a lot of other places. Um, I was trying to actually put on a drive-in show, but at the end of the day, it, was just, it, it wasn't able to happen. As a music promoter, I've kind of stepped out. And on a personal level, I've had a lot of family issues. It's kind of been actually almost a blessing in disguise where I've been able to, like, my sister passed away and I had, uh, um, my parents are, are not doing great. So music has been like all online and I've stepped out, which has been really good because really I don't need to get in between artists and the fans. And I think that's one of the things with COVID is that now the artists are kind of like direct with the fans and the promoters, like they're cut out. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, our condolences. That's, uh, yeah, that's really sorry to a tough year, man. Really tough. Yeah, it's been crazy. The promoter has been so important to the scene building that we've had in the Reno, like live music and performing industry for decades now. It's been a big part of the whole revolution from turning us from like a secondhand, uh, uh, you know, uh, gambling town to like a destination for art and rock and roll and, and music, you know? And so, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of silence kind of in all of those kind of associated corridors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I stay in touch with, uh, J Mac, Justin Maximov and mm -hmm. Brent Harding and, um, you know, some other people and, and we, yeah, it's just we or kind of yeah, floating. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's like limbo. I mean, because and, and then you know, because not only do I promote music in Reno, but I also you know I work for Electric Forest Festival in Michigan. Um, uh, they're based out of you Colorado. do it. You do a number of festivals. Yeah, I work with Snow Globe. I work with Electric Forest. Um, I do a couple of different things. You know, Reno is such a seasonal town that I don't. I actually don't really do shows in the summertime at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so it actually, I can like pick up a couple of festivals in, um, other times of the year. Um, and so, yeah, so, so electric forest is, is like, you, you don't want to put a lot of money and time and 
effort into promoting and putting on an event that's so far in advance to be like, oh, we aren't sure if it's going to happen or not. So I think that's why there's so, we don't know what's going to happen with the music industry is because when you have something like an arena show or a cargo size show or a GSR theater size show that requires like trucks and production and months of planning, the, that all that takes so much time to pay people ahead of time that to cancel at the last minute, it's just not worth it until they have the full go ahead. Yeah. So, so is Electric Forest canceled then for 2021? So, I mean, generally speaking, I feel like no, no, it's not canceled for 2021. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, I mean, I haven't heard anything. Um, but I haven't started working on it. So right. kind of put it that way, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I just don't see with the rollout of the, with the, with the rollout of vaccinations and how everything is going, I don't see any large, heavily planned events, arenas, tours happening in 20. 21 really especially summer maybe fall late fall but in winter but otherwise no it's hard people are still scared of small gatherings yeah and you know i I just rightly so (laughs) yeah did our show at cr arts and i mean the first show that i had there in 2016 was like packed i mean like 200 people came there was lines outside it was like shoulder to shoulder in there and i just knew that wasn't going to happen now you know i knew from the and like i still had to like be like okay am i doing this art show which they the gallery is open but i had to like book small gatherings of people every day and be at the gallery every day which like no you don't do that before you know like so to even just make it work you had to like try so adapt did yeah and like i mean i was at the gallery for like 20 four days out of the month, you know, <laughs> like that's not normal wow. for an doing that and like booking small gatherings of 10 and then like bring them in, doing a talk, showing them off, showing it off, like, and being there every Saturday all day. So it's mm-hmm. just like so hard to do, even do the like minimalist things now, you know? And, um, you know, so many people were like so gracious because they had this time to get out like art gallery nobody touches anything like it's an art gallery you know <laughs> like touch anything you like walk in with your mask you put it on you know like and mm-hmm. it was just like you know such a change of the last year yeah i think it just like speaks to it like it's just how much harder it is to make art nowadays and yeah you know, yeah in any way um, to run a festival to, ha- to be in a band to be an artist like and I, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of artists too that they like, you know, you you feel like people are like, oh, people must be creating so much amazing art right now, and it's like, <laughs> well, actually, you know, yes no. yeah. that's not really happening because so much art thrives off other art, yeah. and nobody can even interact with each other. It's yeah. kind of like not yeah. no, like an inspiration I, a little bit, yeah. Well, we've we've shown that in like some of our interviews because like the solo artists have been going nuts and creating tons of stuff. Yeah, but bands we've interviewed are like, well, you know, we haven't rehearsed since November. We pass files. We pass files to each other 
It's we've heard yeah. a lot of that. I, I'm not that good of, that. of a musician. I can't write a song without the rest of my band. <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> they know things I don't, and I go, oh, okay, and point me in a direction. You know, like, but it it, it works off that synergy. Even when you do come, yeah. like I could, I could bring a full song to the rest of the band, and by the time I walk out an hour later, we're going to be playing something that kind of sounds like that, but is different. Mm-hmm. Like hundred percent, you know. <laughs> That even goes beyond music, even to visual art and absolutely being inspired off each other and painting and, and sculpture and everything. It's uh, it's really it's pretty pretty profound and crazy. As we're coming out of this, is there going to be a period where they're going to have shows that you can go to if you can prove you've been vaccinated? I that wouldn't be a bad idea. I, that's probably the seen. only shows that I would be willing to go to. Because just because <laughs> you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you can't be a carrier. So like, it doesn't mean that you can go back to your life exactly as it was a year ago. Like, You still do need to be cautious in a lot of the same ways. People yeah. start getting vaccinated, then we're going to, I mean... Things should come back in a major way, and I look forward to it. It might, it's going to take a while to be on that solid ground. Yeah. My guess is a year, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Like, my, my guess is a year. Like, with how slow the vaccine rollout has been so far and how much, like, the states have, like, you know, fumbled. Like, yeah. it's, it's Federally, gonna take, too. Yeah, it's, it's going to take months to catch up. I mean, we've seen how small countries isolated countries have been able to handle it and come back you know we're just like uh, the large continents and everything it's just too much yeah. you know yeah. um and and we've seen how places like you know Aust- i think it was australia or new zealand new zealand yeah yeah like we, we we've seen places that like have uh you know they're surrounded by an ocean and they're small <laughs> we we there that that's a nice little test subject for this they're like strict about who comes in and out of the country and yeah. like who visits and who flies everywhere. They're like, they were already as stringent about that shit. You know, you had to like apply and go like, it's not like you could be like, Oh, I'm a fucking ticket to New Zealand tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like we interviewed uh, John Lazatich last year and he was in Hawaii and he's like, yeah, they're like the police are coming and checking on me every day to make sure I haven't left the place that I've been in and I'm quarantining for my two weeks. Like yeah. Island nations or Island countries are like, nah, dude, Deuces. And if you're going to come, you're going to quarantine by force. (laughs) As a result of that, Johnny Harpo last week was telling us that when he left Hawaii, he was leaving a place that had zero cases and then came here to Reno where we had (laughs) 16,000. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, let's have a little more music here. Yeah. You know, here's here's something for a a, a segue, but the, the bright side of this is look at what we've done with um, our uh, video shows that we put online, you know, like we had the two most successful monetarily, um, Mary Anarchy. Mary Anarchy fundraiser. You know, the loudest yeah. folk one, Momo's thing, and now the Reno punk rock flea market. That uh, That people, is kind of cool, you know. People are that. still connecting and getting some yes. stuff out there. And I think it, we are adapting as artists. I mean, that's always been the job of artists. Um, you know, I mean... I've seen theater groups put together staged readings in full costume and, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it, it, 
it is a testament to how awesome we are. Oh. Yeah, well, then you, it's, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, artists that are now, like, Twitch streaming just every day. Yeah. Like, whether they're, like, playing video games or, like, playing music, they're like, yeah, I mean, at least I can still talk to the fans. And it's actually, like, you get to have a more of, like, I guess a personal, quote-unquote, personal relationship with some of your favorite artists. So, like, they're... Yeah. Some pros and cons, but like it's definitely more cons. The, oh, the cons are that we don't get to hug each other. Yeah. yeah. Another, yeah. One of my, uh, Which I look forward to. Another another thing I do, apart from music promotion and festivals, I actually manage and uh, I'm the booking agent for North America's number one um, bingo caller. <laughs> called the Great Bingo Revival. And um, so what we used to do is um, he would go into music festivals and do late nights with a live DJ and dancers and have this whole like 70s throwback game show kind of kitschy um, <laughs> big game. Um, and then when someone would win in the crowd, they would get brought up on stage and win some goofy prize and stuff like that. And we were starting to get booked for corporate events as well. And we actually were able to pivot and we started doing Zoom and corporate hangouts and corporate events and things like that and corporate retreats that they're doing. Um, and that is like, that's, that's been the main thing that I've been actually doing right now is um, trying to like make that up as we go along. Like how do we throw an online psychedelic weirdo, funky 70s, 80s throwback green screen bingo game for corporate people that are now working from home. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, first of all, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would be running online bingo games. (laughs) 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 That's not what you wanted to do when you were 16. Yeah, that's not what you dreamed of growing up. Ah, yes. As I was moshing at the Ramones (laughs) when I was 16, yes. But I will say, I will turn it around and say, knowing that what we've gone through and how much this is, how hard this is, hearing things like after we've finished our little, our bingo show game, Zoom thing, um... I haven't laughed that hard in months. Mm. This is the best thing I've seen in so long. Thank you so much. This made my month. This made my year. I mean, like... As an office drudge, that would be the most exciting effing thing in the world right now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because there's definitely that burnout is definitely going around. Like, hey, working from home is great, but being strapped to my dining room table as my office for a year is less idyllic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's for one thing sure. to do it by choice than to be forced to, right? It's like, you know, I didn't really go out and do a whole lot of shit before the pandemic, but now I just don't have the option to. And it's a little bit different. If I knew I was going to work from home, I'd have like a wow. proper office and not let the daughter use the proper office for school. <laughs> <laughs> You're good dad for doing that, though. 
Speaking of that good dad, though, he said we should listen to some music. Yeah. So why don't hey. we go ahead and queue up the next track there, Rick? Well, one of the bands that we're going to be hearing from at the Punk Rock Flea Market is Kanawa or Kanawa. When Mark Ernest was on here, he said Kana. we could call it anything Kana. we wanted, right? He Kana. said he said Kanawa Kana. was okay too, though. He told I us. Kanawa. Well, and that's how it's spelled. It, it's less confusing to people who are reading it. He's never <laughs> corrected me, so I just. Keep it's one of those band names that like they just wrote it and then they're like you fucking figure it out <laughs> <laughs> he told us no. it was fine guys it's actually like a town in like illinois or something because mm. i was trying to find their facebook page to tag them <laughs> in a thing and i was like uh, Kanawa, illinois. somebody should call the gas station in that town and ask them how to say it i want to find this out after they tell us the correct pronunciation, we could tell them thank you from Nevada. No, <laughs> 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 oh, fuck him up. Okay, well, so this is this is their fucking song, Beast Out. Rad.
to kick so much ass. Dude, yeah. has made its way into my daily playlists from Spotify. Dude, dude when they when we recorded them last week, um, was it last week? I don't remember everything. Yes. When we recorded them, they, um, the third band that we had that night had to cancel because of a work thing. And so we let Kanawa go like an extra like 15 minutes. So there's like six rad. songs. It was so good. Move them to like a headliner slot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they were, they were so rad to work with. Super easy going. Cause I was there helping with sound that night. Like it was, I mean, one, it was rad to like be in public ish. Uh, and like hear music coming from amplifiers. The fuck is that? Um, yeah. On a stage? Uh, yeah, with oh, a yeah. stage. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, I like, oh man, it was so rad. Um, but yeah, they're just like the coolest dudes. And they were just like, yeah, no man, like whatever you need us to do, you tell us where to go. Like, and that's like somebody who's like moving shit around on stage. Like, that's nice. That's, that's super great. Like, yeah, Dude, I'm just going to put your shit here because that's where I want it to go. <laughs> and they, and they, pl- they played like they were playing to a room of like 500 people. Oh, yeah. Not, like, like stage presence was still just like all yeah. there. It was oh. it was so good. Wouldn't expect anything less from them. No, they're, they're family mm-hmm. and professionals. Yeah, consummate professionals yeah. all the way around. So they're uh, the punk rock flea market. Is that what someone said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely gonna be playing the punk rock flea market, which you can you know find on the uh, Reno Punk Rock Flea Market Facebook page or Instagram, and there's gonna be streamed live. This well, I guess by the time this episode come out comes out, it'll probably already have been streamed, but it'll be available to rewatch on their YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch streams. So we're gonna try really hard to get this episode out before it, though, right, Rick? I swear, really, really hard. Really hard. <laughs> it might be like hours before, but <laughs> hey, man, before is still before. You get in under the deadline. Like noon on Saturday. <laughs> hey, that gives you more than enough time to listen to it by five, which is when it starts. By the way, yeah. Oh, more information yeah, at rprfm.org. Thanks, Ian. I already found Good. it on Twitch too. It looked like it was under Reno Punk Rock Flea on yes. Twitch. Yes, yeah, so. That's us. Yeah. yeah, and they have links to all of their pages through the uh, Reno Punk Rock Flea Market website. So it's a and, nice hub to go in. And yeah. do you remember when we used to call you New Cam? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to help out. I know you got a lot on your plate Thank now. You. So <laughs> I, I'm saying I appreciate it. <laughs> a lot. Thank you. Well, that and I got my merch drop today, which is all super rad stuff, by the way. Um, like, Did what do they have? Oh, well, you know, like this T-shirt that nobody can see but me. Uh, this rad <laughs> beer a cool design. I can uh, show battle off. ram designed by Olaf on your T-shirt. Yeah, and then uh, I got a tote bag that it all came in, which is fucking rad. Uh, a giant back patch, which I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna struggle to make room on my battle vest for. Um, another smaller patch, a whole bunch of stickers. There's one set that's specific to the Reno punk rock flea market by a local artist. And I cannot remember their name right now. And I'm a horrible person. Um, but like, there's also the zine, which I have right here. So you guys can see on the zoom. It's just like such rad artwork and everything this year. And they have varying packages. The one first one starts at 15 and it's, you know, basically everything, in that tote bag besides the t-shirt and the most expensive one you get like 
a plant, some free, lo- like not free, but like local art. Some, if it's, I think some of them are signed. It's, it's crazy. They're awesome packages and they're just covering cost with it. And anything extra goes to the generator to help them keep their doors open. Actually, it go, it goes to the artists first. So oh, perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. For the higher, the higher packages, um, like if you spend like $55 or more, you get like a limited edition print from artists um, like Nick noise is one of them. Um, he's like super generously given us a whole bunch of art. And, um, so when you, when you purchase that package, we give him a part of the profits and then anything that's left over goes to the generator. Fuck. He's a good artist. Uh, he was had a, a show going on in the same Sierra arts, uh, last month with me. And, uh, oh, Nick- did he? Uh, he did. He had the little annex gallery there. And I mean, his art's killer. That kid produces art like, no other he's crazy he's so good he's nuts yeah so yeah and you can find the merch isn't at reno punk rock flea market's website it is at the generator's website uh the the reno generator.com and then you just click on the shop and it has all of those packages there and you can even buy things individually so like i actually just today bought a couple more of the masks because i forgot to mention that there are cloth masks that come in the package like I bought a couple more of those because I'm like, shit, these are rad. They have like this fucking gnar ass skull with horns and an anarchy symbol on the forehead. Like I want three of these so that I can wear them around all week and just keep them clean. Freak out so, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure, Kim, are they going to have the merch up after the show or are they going to take that stuff down pretty quick after? Um, No, we'll have it up. Okay, cool. So yeah, even we'll if this episode gets up weeks. late, go and get, go and get some of that merch. It's fucking rad. Dig it. So, I think it's time for other music. As you wish, Mr. Dowd. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and especially my two newest victims or guests, uh, we are going to be taking a little quiz here in which we're going to ask you a series of questions and judge you um, and to your face kind of make fun of you and send you back into the wild with a slap on the ass and maybe a toe tag. Are you ready to play? A tote bag? A toe tag. Yeah. Maybe. If you heard, then yes. It's a 5G chip. That's pretty good. See what's happening. Joe, upon your demise, where would you haunt? Oh, I would haunt Marino, of course. Duh. <laughs> Um, general great like right to the city borders and no more oh, like kind of thing or anywhere oh, specific i'll be the ghost of midtown's past uh <laughs> every year i'll be like this little scrooge character or something like that coming through i'll just midtown area um i'll be a mobile ghost yeah more, uh, specifically smacking up new artists like hey come on get busy yeah. 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 Create you, you, you could have done better. <laughs> if you leave a little uh, little trees next to your mural in the morning, it'll with touch ups done. <laughs> make a little, make a little gremlin leaving out weed, and you'll paint for him overnight. <laughs> you gotta smoke it. You gotta sage it with weed. <laughs> uh, Steve, same question to you. Upon uh, your uh, shirking of the mortal coil, where would you uh, keep your ghostly remains? God, I don't know. I feel like that's such an interesting question because I'm feeling pulled in so many different directions right now. This weird little place that I'm on, St. Lawrence, I feel like I would I would haunt my house. 
that I am. <laughs> this, this weird little duplex that I live in in St. Lawrence, I would haunt this place because I think it's already haunted. So I think that it would be like, I'd have company. Joining a cocktail party more. Yeah, I'd have company for the, for, for all of eternity. And you already know which cupboard the the coffee cups are in. (laughs) (laughs) And then if somebody moves in and puts them in the wrong spot, you just move them for them to put them in the right cabinet. (laughs) I've been in this place for eight years, nine years. It's so hard to leave. So uh, no, St. Lawrence is a great street. Because you brought up Olaf, um, and uh, this was this was something that I love. I, I I met Olaf in the weirdest situation, and I won't even go into right now. I feel like a lot of Olaf's stories begin like that. I know, right? <laughs> but I will say, I'm gonna so. Um, I booked uh, Outlaw Kindred because um, I was doing some programming for Dirty Bird Campout, which Dirty Bird is like a house music record label lifestyle brand kind of thing. And they do this like camp out, like throwback 1970s meatballsy kind of thumber, summer camp throwback thing. And so I booked, they wanted to do campfire songs and stories kind of thing. Uh, and so uh, I booked uh, uh, Outlaw Kindred to come down to do that. And um, a lot of the Dirty Bird fan base is kind of a very urban house music, electronic, like very young, um, you know, probably 21 to 20, probably 21 to 30, I think was the largest age range, or was the age range. And um, they did, we built them a campfire and they came and they did Outlaw Kindred songs sitting around the campfires out at the Modesto Reservoir campground. And one of the feedbacks that we had was they were, we actually we had multiple people say that was one of their favorite things because they had heard about things like people sitting around like campfires singing songs. They heard about it and seen it in the movies, but they'd never actually done it live before. So, okay. So, I, weren't they on time. this show right around then? Yes, it was right after. They told that story. Right after, really? Yes. Yeah, they told us that story. No, really? That's awesome. (laughs) So, if you in the audience want to hear what that sounded like, check it out. Hundred was a good show. Good music. Yeah, it was was a good one. So good. All right. All right. If you could combine any two animals, what would they be, and then which halves would they be? Go with Joe. Oh, oh my God. This is insane. Okay. I guess a dog and a cat just because it's the easiest and <laughs> simplistic and it's the uh, truth about cats and dogs, but I don't know. Okay. A so chimpan- which half, which half is the ass? <laughs> okay. A baboon's ass. <laughs> and I switch it up. I, I switch it up. Baboon's ass. And let's say a gorilla's body. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> let's just keep it monkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Steve. Well, um, one of my I was going. I, I I have to see. I have to say, one of them is definitely half of it is definitely a tapeworm. Oh yeah, <laughs> love me tapeworm. That's original for sure. I think a tape. I mean, a tapeworm and a dog. I think is my because I love dogs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which half and is which? Which half is the front? <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna do the dog in the front and the tapeworm. Yeah. 
a dog's face is a lot cuter than a tapeworm. Yes, indeed. Is it like? Is it like a a, a, like a, a, a tapeworm sized or dog sized? <laughs> it's a definitely a dog. It's like it's kind of it's a it's a dog. It's like almost like a like really long, long, it's like a wiener dog, like Mastiff. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Remember that scene in Poltergeist after he drinks the worm and the tequila and he barfs up the old guy? Remember when it's crawling down the hallway? Something kind of like that? (laughs) Wow. That's like a tapewormy thing. I'm sorry to be specific, but it just called that into my head. Like two front legs. And then segmented like all the way down for like seventeen feet. Oh my god! Oh nice. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit! I can dig that. I like horror movies. Yeah, yeah. it's like some fucking. I like, I, I like intestinal parasites, so I'm, Me I'm too. all for that. Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> beach paradise. Question so far. <laughs> I have a question then. Let's yeah. go with, uh, we'll start with uh, Joe again. Who plays you in the movie of your life? And who is the director? <laughs> All right. I'm just going <laughs> to go with the Chris Tucker. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Nice. Story. <laughs> and then uh, let's say it's a Spike Jones joint. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, Spike Lee. Strong so Spike Jones. Well, Spike Jones. <laughs> Like Jones. Okay. Uh, who who plays and directs Bland White Dude? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks. He has a Ryan Gosling character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're too kind. You're a George Clooney. Oh, <laughs> Ken, you're too kind. Ron Howard. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say Adam Sandler or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's funny. Thank you. You're the richest man in Hollywood, so you could do worse. (laughs) Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) All right. Pass. Uh-huh. Well, I'll take the next question, man. You guys have both been around Reno for a while. What, in your opinion, is the sketchiest convenience store in the Reno Sparks area? Ooh. Go ahead, Joe. I would say right now it's probably the one on uh, the 7-Eleven over right past the Pepper Mill. Just because Ooh, that- Gentry in Virginia. They play classical music all the time to, like, keep the homeless away and, like, oh, yeah. To- or people like I've never seen that move before, but or something. It's like aggressive Chopin. It's so crazy. It's I've like, seen blood like, on the sidewalk in front of that place. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. been to like sketchier stores, but the fact that like there's always so much movement and like it's right on South Virginia and it's like they play classical music out front. Like I've never seen that at 7-Eleven. That's, that's pretty <laughs> rad. <laughs> Man, it's been an age since I've been to that 7-Eleven. I got to go check it yeah, out. Don't yeah, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> that one's like uh, Carl's adjacent, right? <laughs> Can I yeah. get a quart of yeah, dry like, and a, a blunt wrap? You know, the ghetto, I guess, is like right back there on like, you know, that's what people say about behind Pelper Mill is like those apartments and stuff. And that was always kind of the ghetto. So that one is like, but that's, I've never seen that at a 7-Eleven before. It's so crazy. Like, 
<laughs> I, I worked for a scam phone company right when I first moved to Reno, right back there on Brinkby. They encouraged us to make up fake names for every call. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so like full on scam. Wow. Use the name of the person you just called before. Good <laughs> spot too. It's like the meetings point between like the like the Robin Hood Brinkby area and then the Grove Rondell area. They're like looking at each other across Virginia Street from there. <laughs> so that's like a central meeting point for those people too. Mm-hmm. Steve, I think maybe I'll, I'm going to go with like Fourth and Center. Fourth the, and center. The oh, fireside. Yes. Oh, you know, yeah. That might be, oh, yeah, I yeah. Know. I, I, you know, honestly, I have like, I've been gone from Reno for about almost a year. I just got back here mostly. So I feel like I'm a little disconnected a little bit, you know, um, but mm-hmm. I feel like that fourth and center um, might maybe, is that what it is? I think that's the, what, or the fireside. Yeah. The one across from the bus fourth, station. The fourth I lake. think so. Yeah. Fourth and lake, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they have BB guns. I went in there the other day. We we're painting a <laughs> mural for my homie Rakos, who just passed. Yeah, right um, around the corner. And we are painting right around the corner from there, uh, painting this big mural for him. I painted a portrait of him, you know, and a bunch of our crew are painting his name on the wall. And I go in there to get some drinks, and I'm like, oh, my God, they got BB guns? Oh, they got handcuffs knife? I'm buying all these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe the fireside is selling BB guns. On the yeah. store, they sell BB guns and, like, ninja swords and shit. I'm like, yeah, you're right, Steve. I need to as well. Yeah, good answers, guys. That's that's a strong entry there. I gotta go there and pick me up a throwing star, dude. They had they didn't have them. I was like, Fucking what? Rad. They have ninja stars. Yeah. Literally, I was I was surprised. I was like, wow. Get a ninja star and then go across the street to the bus station and use it. Yeah. <laughs> go and count yourself a felony. It'll be great. When I was unpacking my uh, when I was I had to go back and like unpack my like parents' basement. I actually found two of my throwing stars from middle school. <laughs> oh yeah! It used to be hella fun. Score. And that is a middle school thing. We never hurt anybody. We were always throwing it into the fence on the side of the house. And then one of us found uh, um, a used, uh, like, circular saw blade, which can also be just like pitched like a frisbee. It'll stick right in a fence. That's an American throwing star. Just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure nothing bad ever came of that. You know, surprisingly, no, it didn't. Never. But. Uh, Worst Little Podcast does not condone any of these things. Yeah, yeah, I'm just joking no. about the bus station, too. Fucking hell. <laughs> I wasn't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I do not condone any use of any violent instruments. Who <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, throw it the bus? What? Your question. What is the age and circumstance of the loss of your virginity? Steve first. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, I was 17 and I was in college. Um, still, you know, I grew up, I, you know, I grew up in the Midwest and I would lay in bed at night being like, you're gay. No, you're not. Yes, you are. No, you're not. Yes, you are. No, you're not. So I was very conflicted all through, um, through going, uh, growing up. And so it's a Midwest thing. It it is a very Midwest thing. Hey, I grew up in Reno. I had that exact same thing. So. And you know what? It's a very Midwestern town, and I feel like which like, is why I feel so comfortable. Here. Me too. I know. I know. 
That's why I feel so comfortable when I go to the Midwest. I love it. I know. My friend just got transferred there. I was like, you actually, it's not going to be that weird. Yeah, it's um, like Reno with trees and water. Yeah, totally. And cicadas. Tornadoes. Yeah, so I was, um, I did not have sex until I was in college. I went to college. It was. Um, <laughs> Me too. September, <laughs> September uh, in 1993, I think. And um, yeah, just this girl, Amy, that we went back to my dorm room and I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was quick. Okay. Very, I'm sure I was very quick. No, I, actually, no. I lied. It was my friend Lindsay. I was quick. <laughs> <laughs> We're still friends. <laughs> we still talk. We keep in touch. I can, I can hear the air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually we are still friends. But um, yes, it was. Uh, that was my first time. Uneventful, and then now I have a have I've had a boyfriend for six years. Nice, Yay. sweet. Well, that in gay years, that's like it's a half century. It's pretty much like <laughs> yes. I kind of count my two separate virginities: the girl virginity and the guy virginity. So, how much later was the guy virginity? Uh the guy. Let's see. Well, then it was for I was straight, and then bi, and now I'm ninety two percent gay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of in between for a little while and now I'm just 92% um, <laughs> I leave open. Um, and I think my first guy experience was like three way in like 1998 with my roommate a guy and my other friend you know 98 was a three way heavy year <laughs> just I'm in going general to concur yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd concur too uh, definitely not for me. I was me seven. Either. Yucky. <laughs> yucky, Ian. I was 15, you guys. Oh, God. Which oh, the 90s. Me too, Kim. <laughs> like, you know, I was like know. kind of wanted to be more into him, and he wasn't as into me and was more into her, and I was like not into her, and that's the, that's what, that's the rub with what, three ways. Wasn't like, that a movie uh, with one of the Baldwins? <laughs> No, I really, I think there was. Uh, yeah, and in the '90s, I, I had I had one of those great three-way relationships that lasted about two weeks. We all lived together. Also, he was in love with her. She was in love with me. I was much cuter back then, and I was in love with him. So nobody was getting what they wanted, but we all were. Oh no! <laughs> You're not going to be surprised. It didn't work out that great. Years later, I and I also <laughs> slept with another girl for a while at that same time and then years later the two of them got married and I got to go to their wedding and it was so great to sit at a wedding and think man I banged the bride and the groom <laughs> <laughs> scandalous <laughs> scandalous uh, alright Joe uh, I mean it was just some stupid fucking 14 or 15 year old kid shit just I mean Nothing to like, just probably like hooking up with a girl at like an older cousin's house that like, um, you know, wasn't in town. It was a uh, this girl Ashley, and uh, it was you know in high school, but it was just like wasn't like a cool three way fucking story. But, <laughs> 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 I think we were drinking old English 40s, and uh, you know, old English forty. One thing turns into another. Uh, Stoke flower. <laughs> 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 
Hey, kids out there listening, the older you, uh, the later you put off losing your virginity, the crazier the story is. <laughs> if you wait till you're 21, you can even drink legally. Hey. <laughs> yeah, do that. So I'm going to steal one of Rick's. Uh, what kind of things did you have on your bedroom walls when you were like a child into your teenage years? So band posters or art, what, what were on your, what was on your walls? I'm going to go with Steve first again here. All right. Well, funny you should ask that because also when I was unpacking my basement, uh, my parents' basement, they, uh, I had a ton. My walls were, you could not see any of the paints. It was um, back in the day, you would walk into yeah. your record store and like, like grab everything yeah. so i had like let me think here i had remember those like 60 by 32 put like posters mm. that were like uh-huh i mean they were like probably i mean they're hard to get and hard not to rip dude asphalt yes. socialites was just talking about this when we asked them the same question yeah <laughs> yeah it's like they're, i think they're like 60 by 32 so i had the nothing shocking and Fuck the yeah. popular one and awesome. I had uh, Psalm 69. Those were two. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I still have those. They're actually in a storage space in Louisville, Kentucky. Man. Um, the Skinny Puppy Too Dark Park. Oh, oh, I, I love you. Another great looking <laughs> poster. Oh, holy shit. Sisters of Mercy, um, Anthrax, The Cure. Um, let me think. Uh, Anthrax is kind of a. Uh, uh, sticks out uh, so far, like yeah, they do. that's a little, a little hard metal, like you know. I love, I hard love these tracks still to this day. I love them. Um, it, yeah. it goes with ministry too, I guess. Yeah, yeah. totally. I mean, you know, well, once late again, ministry back into quality. You know, right, right late ministry. Like, <laughs> right. I, like I transcend genres. Like I just love really quality, and I, you know what I loved about Anthrax is that. They were serious about their music, but they didn't take themselves too fucking serious. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I really appreciated about them. And they sung about Stephen King things. And yeah, I was into yeah. hip hop back then too, and it was cool when they, they yeah, got exactly. together with Public the Enemy. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Um, and um, yeah, I think that, like, I think high school, that was a lot of, uh, was probably that was up there. It's Grateful Dead and some, like, uh, all different kinds of, yeah, yeah, all different kinds of like weird counterculture stuff was all over my room. Joe, how about you? Uh, mine were always usually just like magazine tearouts and shit. So it was just usually like graffiti magazine tearouts or like skateboarding magazine tearouts. Um, you know, some like more like tape open up the tape and like put the fucking cover art on. So I think I had like the Dr. J or the Chronic and. I remember back, I used to order BMG music, like get the free fucking, like fill it out and get the free tapes. And yeah. you I contributed to the fall of the music industry. Thanks to people like you and me. You still and own everyone. Columbia House. I still <laughs> but definitely remember getting like such random CDs in that. And then like, uh, I think that's where I got the Lords of Acid one and like, um, yeah, like it's a Pantera and fucking uh, like vulgar display of power and just like mm-hmm. and then like also just like Souls of Mischief and Hieroglyphics and like it was all over the place and that's just like skateboarding graffiti 
culture you know i mean you hang out with punkers and you hang out with rap kids and like it's just like a mesh of all these kind of cultures so i grew up listening to pretty much all kinds of music i mean um, but yeah pretty much just magazine tear outs like i couldn't get posters too much you know like but i think it was just magazine tear outs and like album covers that yeah filled out a you know Juan Sanchez here's my book (laughs) (laughs) all right we're gonna switch gears over into oh wait yes into the rapid fire portion of the show and I will start with Reno or Sparks Steve Reno Yeah. yeah okay either one shout out Reno that's two Renos all right, sex, um, sex okay. on a boat or sex in a Winnebago? Winnebago. <laughs> I'm scared of water, so not the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Two Winnebagos, Reno and Winnebago. The Winnebago. I got one right now, too. What's up? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wins in a fight, Johnny Cash or Frank Sinatra? Johnny Cash. Oh. Well, Johnny Cash don't fuck with Frank Sinatra. He'll get whacked. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Johnny Cash would probably beat his ass, but I mean, he'd get murdered for it. So. <laughs> uh, who all wins right. in a fight, Elvis or the Beatles? Elvis would kick all the ass. <laughs> well, it depends. Like young Elvis or like, you know. Bloated Elvis. Yeah, I just voted on Karate and pharmaceutically enhanced Elvis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. If he's got enough Dr. Speed in him, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Even bloated Elvis great. would kill them. <laughs> he would pull your tongue out by the root. All right. Uh, I got another fight one. Uh, who wins in a fight, a shark or a puppy? On in land or sea? In sea. <laughs> in like a in like a shark tank, like a little backyard swimming pool. <laughs> well, like which kind of shark are we talking here? Yeah. Like, like a little little thresher shark. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's that's a bit more even. And like a like a let's go with a basset oh, puppy that can't swim yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rick? Being gay is a wonderful thing and being ginger is a wonderful thing, but if you had to choose between those two wonderful things, which would you rather be gay or ginger? Anybody. Steve! Uh, they're taking their time, man. I'll, they're thinking. I'll, I'll I'd rather be gay because all my fucking friends got razzed being a ginger growing up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no one gets razzed being, for being gay at all. Yeah, growing up. <laughs> Well, it depends on which era. Kids are all cool. 1990 or now? Yeah, remember yeah. when Gingers finally got the right to marry? That was a great thing. <laughs> yeah, but who wants to marry a ginger? I was, remember when the Supreme Court ruled that Gingers could marry? That was. <laughs> I, I believe that's when they outlawed the belief in witchcraft. <laughs> it was probably. Tally him up, Rory. Yeah. All right. Um. So, uh, yeah. Dot. 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 It actually not a lot of math here. I'm sure it's no surprise here on my calculator um, that uh, Steve kind of crushed Joe uh, this week on the quiz with a score of four hundred and eighty thousand and six to. 
84. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> I thought you did that one, Joe. Uh, I'm sorry, that 8400. I missed a couple of uh, yeah. Glocks, right? I want 184 Glocks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Steve still wins because uh, those are, he made me laugh really hard until I cried. And I know it's not, I know it's just the weed because I smoked that a long time ago. Um, I'm a little high and to the left. I'd like to thank you both for participating. Uh, typically, we would give you guys uh, maybe a sticker and a slap on the ass, but instead you get a nice round warm of applause and the uh, uh, adulation of your peers. We'll send you a certificate in the mail, and I'm sure it won't get lost. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Should we have another song? I've, tested, I've now tested positive. Oh. Yes, positive for the worst little quiz. <laughs> you better see a doctor. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you for doing the great work that you're doing. <laughs> it's the Lord's work, really. It's the Lord's work. <laughs> Praise Amen. Jeebus. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I definitely think it's time for a little bit more music. One yeah. more song. We'll close I'm out. We'll just touch base with you guys and what you guys have up on your radar in the future here. So now we're going to go back to the uh, the previous album from Weapons of Mass Creation. We just played a bunch of their most recent stuff because they were on the podcast. So if you want to hear their most recent stuff, listen to the the uh, Weapons of Mass Creation episode that came out a few months ago. But we're going to play the glorious song Jackie O from their last album. <laughs>
fuck yeah, I love that shit, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those guys are great. Yeah, weapons always kills it. So, yep. All right, so, so Joe, what what's in store for you in Midtown? You you got any more walls you're throwing up? You got the Rakos project. Uh, where can people go see that? Um, so that piece is uh, me and TME crew are doing that behind Davidson's Distillery on okay. Fourth. So you can go check that out. We'll be wrapping that up in the next week or so. Um, I'm always painting murals in Midtown. I'm painting one behind uh, David White Dental right now. I'm going to wrap that up this week. And then I, uh, I'm working at Lasting Dose Tattoo. So that's where I'm going to be for the next few months and try to really focus there and uh, start tattooing a bit more. And then, uh, and then nice. you know, once it's a bit, uh, real summer, then I'll start like painting a few murals. But I try to be a little more selective this year and get a, you know, put, you know, put, eggs in different baskets and do some more different stuff. And, uh, July, I believe for art town, I do have a show at the potentialist workshop, which, you know, pan from weapons. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who we just heard singing. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so he's, you know, I'll have a show there in July, I believe. Um, if that still is going on, you know, it's always hard to tell with, uh, Mm. every days, like last art show that I had just like, came out of nowhere and was here and gone now <laughs> months disappeared. Um, but yeah, like that's pretty much what I've got going on the next few months. You can find my artwork at junkie clothing exchange. I've had a booth there for about 10 years. Uh, you can find me at lasting dose tattoo. And then yeah, for months, July at a uh, potentialist workshop and you got a, uh, like a website or is there any place we can find you online and find out what you're yeah. really up to? Yeah. You can find me at josierock.com, but that's like, you know, less, uh, day to day. Um, but yeah. follow Instagram at Josie rock one, three on Instagram. That's like my more, you know, I post to that a lot more often than uploading to my website. Yeah. We can find out what you're up to during the changing landscape of events. Yes, sir. Cool. And Steve, what are you up to and where can we find you at? If people need, uh, uh, need to get hold of you. Yeah, well, I am, you know, I'm actually still just booking and managing and, and working with the great bingo revival. I actually, to be honest, sent out some emails over the last few days to some uh, people in the city about possibly trying to do some drive-in events uh, for the summer. Yeah, please. Yeah, you know, it's just a really crazy thing because, like, honestly, like, you know, I I hate to say it. I was talking to Moonlighting and Sound. They do a lot of the large uh, event stuff here. About the drive-in shows, and you know, the thing is, is as much as we want to do them and all that stuff, by the time you like everything that you need to go through and the amount of risk that you have to put on, it's like you really have to bring something really big to get people in there. So it's like, I, if I can get some good partners in it, like it just has to be, it's not, I, I'm a mom and pop business. It's not like I have millions of dollars to lose and throw around, but I, want, I really would like to put something together for the community and for everybody uh, and for myself to have a project to focus on. So I mean, if I can figure out a cool place to do something and everything lines up and it makes sense, I would love to put something together as like a drive-in or a social distance show. I have been to a social distance show in the Midwest where you could buy tables and, and you know, they had roped off areas and stuff and it seemed to work. Um, it just needs to make sense. And I need to make sure that it's not going to be uh, financial crazy stress on me. Uh, but you can, you know, anything pops up, it'd be at freshbacon.com. Um, and that's our Twitter, Instagram. That's bacon with a K-I-N, right? B-I-K-I-N, correct. 
Um, yeah, and then the greatbingorevival.com if we decide to do another public webcast. Otherwise, we do corporate events and, and hangouts and things like that. And uh, yeah, For all of you C-level execs listening to this show. What's that? <laughs> uh, yeah, a little plug for all the C-level execs that right, listen yeah. to this show. <laughs> High demographic for us. Uh, yeah, I'll be applying for my uh, the second round of PPP loans, too, so we can keep this going. Uh, you know, I'm really... I really the odds really be in your favor into 2021 because uh you know we everybody is that's that's what makes me really scared is pe- things not reopening when we mm-hmm. just to throw this out there and so everybody in our uh, listenership knows uh the new generator off of audi will be opening soon um Yay. and we'll have an outdoor yeah. stage oh sweet we would, love, we would love to partner with you hopefully that would be awesome yes yeah Fuck yeah. Outside shows. So and speaking of the generator, Friday. just going to plug it one more time. On February 13th, it's a Saturday from 5 to 10 p.m., you can listen to a whole bunch of fucking rad ass bands for uh, Reno Punk Rock Flea Market's Valentine's Sleigh. Check it out uh, at rprfm.org. Uh, got all the links to where it's going to be streamed at. And then buy some merch from the renogenerator.com. And uh, yeah, enjoy yourselves. Can I uh, just take a minute to remind people to spay and neuter their cats, especially now with the hot spot up at the Skyline Trailer Park up instead. It's kind of fucked up, guys. So. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you, Chewy. Right. Yes, Chewy. And I would just like to get in here and say, always remember to never put salt in your eye. Always remember to never put salt in your eye. Uh, my mom yes. used to say something like that. What'd she say about salt in your eye? I can't remember. Always, always put salt in your eye. Yes. Sounds good to me. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Put this to bed. And for our closing song, another band that's going to be playing at the flea market is the amazing Ozymandias. And I'm going to play a song from oh, yeah. their first album called Spaceman. From all of us here to all of you out there, life is short and we love you. Good night, ladies. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass.
You don't want to go in there all by yourself, do you? It's talkwaterstudios.com, okay? Only the devil knows that. I'm here to do the devil's work.